this is Kenya, and welcome to my magical cottage core life. Today, it's a beautiful day. The birds are singing, and the sun is shining. We were supposed to get a rainstorm, but it hasn't happened. Now, I'm not super sad about that, even though my plants could definitely use a little bit of water. And you may hear my water running in the background. Hear that? But this is a great day to look around and really appreciate some of the things that are going on in the world and in your world specifically. In my world, it's a little bit busy by my house. You can tell that was supposed to be a buzz, right? I'm all a buzz with excitement and I can't wait to get ready to this unbelievable episode you get it right. Okay, open up your big book of stuff because today we're going to talk about summertime bees, specifically some things you can do when it's hot for them. Let's get started. Now, for years, my husband's been a beekeeper and a bee wrangler. And you're probably wondering to yourself, what is a bee wrangler? Well, you know what a bull wrangler is, right? And you probably know what a horse wrangler is, right? Well, a bee wrangler is someone who literally wrangles bees. Uh, for a long time, he was with a company with his friend called Bee Outstanding LLC here in Michigan. And what they do is they run around and, well, I shouldn't say run, they drive around. And when they get calls, they go to different people's homes and what, or even businesses. It does happen with businesses. And they remove bees and wasps and hornets and all manner of like that kind of uh, different varieties of them in order to help the humans who live in those establishments or work there. And they do it without spraying toxic chemicals. Now, I want to point out, this is not a commercial for that company. Although I love that company, but this is not what this is. I want you to understand that there's all kinds of companies that do this. So it's not just that company. But the way they do it is they cut the hives out. Oftentimes, if they can, they'll put a small hole uh, into the wall or wherever it is, the wasps have actually set up or the bees and then they suck them out with something not too far off from a shop vac but they are trained to do this this is not something you just jump into you could be hurt or even uh, your life could end if you were to try to do this and you were not properly trained or prepared so I'm not encouraging people to run out and do this on their own with no familiarity with how to do this He also, I'm talking about my husband, took some classes while he was in his, uh, basically an apprenticeship with this company learning how to do this. And I will say this, he is an excellent beekeeper. That's one thing I really love that he not only learned how to remove bees, he learned how to take care of them. Not only, bum not only honeybees, but bumblebees as well. Do you know how many kinds of actual bee there are in Michigan and in this country, 
you know, honeybees aren't from here. There's so many native bees, and most of them aren't scary or a nuisance, but some of them can be. He has seen everything from honeybees to bumblebees, you just name it, carpenter bees, the whole deal. So right now in our garden, we don't really use pesticides. And the reason we don't is, again, he took honeybee keeping classes and he really cares about the environment. He's not going to put something out here that would hurt the bees, especially when we need our bees to pollinate. I also myself have taken beekeeping classes from a company or rather a, a class uh, in Detroit called Sweet on Detroit. Uh, with the, it used to be the Garden Resource Program, but now it's a, a subset of Keep Detroit Growing. So yeah, I've also taken that course. And when you take the course, you realize how important bees are. And getting to the point of this podcast, let's talk about summertime heat and bees. Now, bees get very hot. As you can imagine, if you are in a a confined space, let's just say for humans, if we're in a room by ourselves, it's one thing. But if you add a couple of people, it can raise the temperature a bit. Add 10 people, you're definitely raising the temperature of a room. Now, just think about thousands of people in a room with you. Well, it's not exactly a scale comparison, but in this case, I would say tens of people. Just imagine what's going on in a beehive. It can get so hot. And one of the things they do is they have to make sure they keep enough airflow in the beehive so that they don't overheat. One thing that we can do if we're either taking care of bees as a beehive keeper or if we just, you know, are around other beehives or whatever, one thing we can do before we place a hive is to make sure they're not far from a water source. Because, you know, believe it or not, bees drink water. You know, just just pointing it out. But water also helps, just like water helps us, it helps them. Now, while I'm recording this, I want to take a moment to say that there's a honeybee right next to me. And she's looking for water right now. So this is very, uh, I guess, timely to cover this. I just wanted to share that with you. She's kind of just buzzing around and resting and hanging out on top of my bok choy. But anyway, because she's not far from the hive. But as I was saying, bees drink water and they need water. And one of the things you can do is when you're planting your hive or placing your hive is to put it near a water source like a lake or a pond or, you know, something like that. But if you can't, you can kind of interfere a bit into the natural layout and place a bird bath with some pebbles in it or some large stones so that the bee won't drown. Because bees will not only drink for themselves, they bring the water back to the hive. And that's one of the ways you can definitely help out Mother Nature a bit so that they don't, like, cook.
Another thing you want to do is kind of vent the hive a little bit. Now, I know that you're saying, well, we don't want to have all the bees come out. They're, they're not all going to come out at the same time. They're not going to they're not going to swarm unless they were already going to swarm, okay? And that's something you want to watch for because you might think your beehive is swarming when in actuality they're bearding. And bearding is, it kind of looks like what it sounds like. They're going to come out and all like crowd around and make a whole formation that looks like a whole clustered beard on the side of the hive because they're trying to cool off. And it doesn't happen just when it's hot, it also happens when it's humid. So don't panic, especially if you're, you're really worried about them swarming away and it's your first time. Again, don't, don't panic. Maybe set out some more water for them. Also, there's some other ways that you can put water out other than a whole big bird bath. Let's talk about that. water sources for other flying things in your garden too. You know, you may have dragonflies, I don't know, but especially if your garden is really hospitable for honeybees or other pollinator bees, then I would definitely recommend putting out some water stops for them. And one of the ways you can do that, other than <clears throat> a bird bath, is to actually put out a saucer, and I've seen this everywhere all over the internet, they talk about it in the beekeeping groups and the butterfly groups, but just because you see it everywhere, it doesn't cheapen its effectiveness. You can put them out, out saucers with marbles or little stones in them, and put water in there so that the bees have something to stand on. They can put those stepping stones so they don't drown. It also helps you put out more of those little water sources, especially where there's a large garden where they're pollinating. Keep that in mind too that they're not always just honeybees. Sometimes they're bumblebees. Don't harass the bumblebees. I know they're cute and fuzzy, and I know that some of you like to bat them away with your hand on the butt. Don't do that. Don't harass nature like that. Because if they sting you, from what I hear, a bumblebee sting is so much worse than a honeybee sting, and it hurts worse too. Not to mention, their stingers don't come out so they can just keep doing it. Let that be a lesson. Lastly, make sure you have enough super boxes on there, enough super cells. You should have enough supers or boxes, bee boxes, that they're not overcrowded. Watch your hive if you're keeping a hive. You know what I'm talking about. If there's no room, they will swarm. But also, not having enough room makes it too hot for them. You know, you wouldn't want to be super hot. Why, why do you think they do? But I know that everyone listening to this podcast, if you're a beekeeper you are, and you're listening here, you're probably really kind and you have a lot of compassion for your bees. So I'm not too worried about you not thinking about that. I trust my friends and we're friends, right? Now... I know that sometimes I can be a little brief in the episodes lately, but that's because it's summertime and I want you to get out there and enjoy life. I don't want you stuck in the house or stuck in your car listening to the radio. Get out there and enjoy life. Our days are not promised and we don't know how long we're going to be here. 
So enjoy as much of your time as you can so that you cannot feel that it was wasted. Look at the bees. They work themselves all summer long. Some of them work themselves until they end themselves in a flower or in the grass. And they do it and they still have time to sniff the flowers. Take care of yourselves and I look forward to seeing you here again on my Magical Cottage Core Live.